This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 744. IELTS Pro Daniel teaches top tips for writing task one. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English with your hosts, former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer. With hundreds of band seven, eight, and nine success stories, our strategies are the smartest in the IELTS world. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. Today, you'll meet Australian IELTS professional Daniel and learn how lack of thinking destroys your IELTS Task 1 scores. This podcast has helped thousands of people get the scores they need on IELTS. With two new free episodes every week, you get advice on everything IELTS, from idioms to academic vocabulary, grammar to pronunciation, and even test strategies for every part of the exam. Don't miss an episode. Hit follow right now. Hello, hello, IELTS Energy fans. Um, if you are new to the show, welcome. Uh, I'm going to tell you, though, today is not your average everyday episode because we have a special guest, um, my friend Daniel. Daniel, welcome to IELTS Energy. Hello, Jessica. <laughs> and hello to your, um, your listeners. Awesome. Um, Daniel, where are you from? I'm from Australia. Okay, this is really exciting for us, Daniel. I'm just going to tell you because we're always trying to get our students to practice accents from England and Australia for their IELTS exam. So thank you because you're helping a lot of people out today. Great, mate. <laughs> oh, God. No, don't go that far. Okay. <laughs> uh, cool. So Daniel is here because he has been teaching IELTS like forever. Daniel, how long have you been teaching IELTS for? Uh, probably too long. It's been embarrassing to say how long. <laughs> <laughs> um, longer than me. I know that. Half of my natural life. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, then we can say that you are a foremost expert in IELTS, I believe. Oh, I, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Daniel's here to talk about Task one. Um, so lately, guys, we've done a lot of advice for writing and writing fluency, but we focused a lot in the last couple of weeks on task two. So today we're going to talk about task one and maybe what students are doing that are keeping them from getting that seven. Okay. Because, right, seven is like the magic number. Do you find that most of your students are like aiming for a seven in writing? Yes. Um, 6.5 or 7, but the, the difference between 6.5 and 7 is a hard one to overcome. Yeah. No, we get so many students in Three Keys IELTS that come in with 6.5s, and they're like, I've taken the test like 10 times, and I cannot get that 7. Um, yeah. Why do you think like that half a band it seems to be the most difficult half a band for students to overcome? Well, it's because if you want to get seven, you have to get seven in writing task one as well as writing task two. Okay. So students wonder about that because task two is worth twice as much, right? So like yeah. if you get a six in task one, but you get a seven in task two, that's still an overall seven. No, that's 6.5. 
Oh, dang. Okay. See, I think they they round up in the overall um, IELTS scores, but in the, the um, writing, they round down. Oh, those evil people. They, <laughs> like, I feel like IELTS has this like magical math that they try to hide from everyone, and it just leaves students like – Going to all these forums and trying to second guess all of these, like, whatever adds up. Okay, so let's – it is. IELTS can be very dark and nefarious. I've been using the word nefarious a lot lately. It's one of my favorites. Guys, nefarious is great for task two to describe things that are evil and wholly negative. I love it. Okay, so let's talk about task one then. Um, students kind of brush past this sometimes because they think, okay, task two is worth so much. I'm just going to practice that. But task one is super important, you guys. Like Daniel just mm. said, if you don't get a seven in task one, you're not going to get a seven on writing. So right. let's help our students with task one. What is holding them back? Well, uh, I think the main thing is they just don't even really look at the task and understand what it's about. Um, that's the, the main problem. Yeah. And then the other one is, you know, not writing an overview that actually is a good overview. Or, And the other thing is actually not actually describing what the numbers or whatever the, the details are actually represent. Not really right. even thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, um, you have to take a minute. You got to take a minute to think yeah. about what the words mean. Like, I think what a lot of students do because they, you know, like they memorize some strategies, right? They're like, okay, I'm just, yeah. just going to do this. I'm going to look at the task question and I'm going to change a couple words and that's my first sentence. And yeah. then like, <laughs> and then I'm going to like circle these numbers and write about them. But yeah. <laughs> you have to think about what it means because that affects your vocab score as well. Um, if, absolutely. Right. So to, get a, to get a seven in um, vocab, you have to use some topic specific language, not just you know, rose, um, fell, those kinds of words. You need to use some words that are particular to that. Exactly. Topic, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? This coincides with advice that we give about task two because students are memorizing like amazing template phrases, right? Like such and such is a shining example of whatever, <laughs> um, which is great, guys, great, but you can't just memorize it and spit it out without having your own topic-specific vocab. So it's interesting that like that advice is just as important for task one as it is yeah. for task two. Um, what do you – like how can students – practice this like how can students try to think about what this graph means well that's kind of difficult but i think they just actually have to look at the graph and think what it means what i do with my students is i get them to put their finger on one number or one specific detail and then get them to make a sentence to you know which demonstrates what that number is what it represents yeah um so that that actually makes them think about the actual subject, which is one of the big problems grammatically. They actually, and and for CC as well, because if you actually write a whole a whole um, writing task one description of a pie chart and you don't ever say what the percentages actually are a percentage of, then that's a referencing problem as well as a vocab problem. Right? That's um, true. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Let me think of an example to sort of demonstrate the problems here that we're trying to to get to. So, guys, like, 
I <laughs> I see a lot of sentences in task one. Like, say the subject is, um, you know, the number of people who attended a cinema in a certain whatever country. Um, you could be like, the number – let me see. No, we'd be like, um, people increased – to the movies yeah, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like, or people grew. I love that. People grew. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, guys, first of all, the people aren't growing. Well, I mean, they are because they're eating too much popcorn, but that's not like <laughs> yeah. what we're talking about. The focus is on the numbers, right? So all of these amazing number words that you're learning, you know, like skyrocket and plunge and stuff like that. You and have to be using the people them. skyrocketing. <laughs> yeah, like that, right? The people plunged, the people skyrocketed. So first of all, that vocab is great, but remember that it is about numbers, right? It's not so much about like the what the numbers represent. So I I love this idea, guys. This is a great activity to include in your study plan. Before you start writing the essay, before you start practicing the task one essay, get like five different task one questions and do this exercise that Daniel just said. Just look at one number, even if it's like a pie chart, a table, a, a line graph, whatever. Look at one point or one number and just write a sentence about what that is like what is happening at that point? What does that yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, okay, and then you said that a lot of students don't even have an overview, but if they do, maybe it's not a good overview. So, guys, remember if you don't have an overview or an overall trend, your task score goes down to a five. So, I mean, this is important. Um, and as an examiner, I would look for the overall trend first. Just so I would know, okay, like there's no overall trend, so it's a, it's going to be a five for a yeah. task. I mean, now I don't okay. have to think about it. <laughs> I mean, okay, sometimes rarely there's a there's a, a task which doesn't really seem to have any kind of pattern or, or um trend or anything like that. And then you can kind of say you can describe the biggest and the smallest. But if if there is a trend or a pattern there. Just mentioning the biggest and the smallest is not going to cut it. That's going to get you a six or a five. It's not going to get you a seven. That's true. That's true. And this goes back to thinking about what the numbers mean, taking yeah. time to actually look at the graph, right? And, um, and yeah. Also, I'd have, I'd, I, need, I need to say with things which change, you, you want to look at them proportionally as well. Don't just look at the biggest number. Um, look at them you know, in terms of as a percentage, which one increased the most. Um, in, yeah. in its own terms, yeah. Um, relatively speaking, I guess you could say. So, like, you're saying don't just don't just say um, line A grew massively while line B uh, grew kind of. Well, <laughs> well, let, let, let's say line line B went from ten to to sixty, and line A went from um, hundred to one hundred and seventy. Obviously, line B increased. Relatively speaking, by a greater amount, right? Right. Of, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes that's not important, but learning to look at things in that way actually opens the key to some other tasks I've seen where if you didn't think of it in that way, you would have missed the whole point of the graph. Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah. Yeah. If you know me, you know that I value healthy eating. I always feel better when I eat well. That's why I think Factor is great for busy professionals who also value healthy food. Factor provides ready-to-eat meals right to your door. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, 
and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Cost is an issue these days when it comes to buying food, but Factor is less expensive than takeout. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash B-A-E-E 50 and use code B-A-E-E 50 to get 50% off. That's code B-A-E-E 50 at F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash B-A-E-E 50 to get 50% off. So again, guys, it comes back to what is happening here. Like, I think, I think students should look at task one more like a story and less like yeah, a yeah, report, yeah. right? So guys, I think maybe let's, let's add to that uh, um, activity that we gave you before, um, where how about you take a minute, <laughs> take a few minutes to read the question, look at the numbers. And remember guys, look at all the little words around the graph too. Right. Because if you miss that stuff, you're going to get all the numbers wrong. Yeah, there's always yeah. like little words like numbers in million or what is what does a household oh, mean or whatever. Okay. The most annoying, the most annoying mistake, of course, on the side of the graph, it's going to say thousands or millions. Right? right. But but, you know, you don't when you have a, a specific number, you don't write an S next to the word thousand. Right. But everyone does. <laughs> I know. That is one of the most common mistakes ever. Yeah. Guys, if it's like just the number word by itself, right? In general, it's not a specific however many million, then yes, there are millions of people. But if there's a number, six, no S. (laughs) How many people on the street, you know, in in New York right now? Thousands. But how many, you know, how many dollars do you have in your pocket? <laughs> 122 right. or something like that, right? I, mean, I wish yeah. I had 122 dollars yeah. <laughs> in my pocket. That would be rad. Um, yeah, cool. Okay. So um, going back to the story idea, guys, take like five minutes and look at the numbers and think about what they mean. And in fact, let's take this a step further and think about if this graph were – Telling you information that takes place in your city, your culture, your country, what would it mean? Like, what yeah. what does it reflect? What story is this telling? So this isn't something that you're going to necessarily put in your writing. That's not the point. Because you know, yeah. guys, like, you can't put your opinion or, like, read into the numbers or say why the numbers increase. Like, that's not the point of this. The but point is to get you – still got to approach it from that background, yeah. And especially with the maps as well, I think. Yes. Mm. Mm. Have you noticed um, students, uh, can they do maps? Like, how do you teach your students to tackle oh, I th- maps? I think they do maps quite well, but okay. they, um, lose, they lose marks in CC because they don't seem to organize the changes that they see in the maps. They just kind of randomly pick places rather than like... Yeah. If you can find a story, sure, organize it according to the story because you know why things change. But if not... Go from, you know, outside to inside or, or you know, right. west to east or north to south. Just to have some kind of 
organizing principle. Don't just exactly. randomly choose places on the map and say, oh, and then this one changed and then jump around. Like, uh, right. That's, that's that's that stops them from getting a seven. That's a six point five usually. I mean, that's true. Yeah, because yeah. the cohesion coherence guys. I mean, yeah, like linking words and logic. So first of all, that's <laughs> there's no logical organization to just picking random points. But that also comes through because there won't be any transition phrases because you yeah. can't connect these well, random points. Well, the points. transition phrases will just be mechanical because there'll be things like furthermore and in addition. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right, where they're pointless. Like yeah. basically, you're just saying and and. And um, and that's not showing me enough functions of mm. being able to organize, right? Yeah, that's a six, I think, if you look on the um, public yeah. band descriptors. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. So do you have any sort of uh, last tips or tricks for students that are trying to master task one? Um, I think yeah, just take a look at a lot of them. And um, as a sort of um, – a kind of a, a bit of a um, an apology. Some of uh, occasionally some of the actual tasks really don't have a pattern, which is yeah. quite annoying. And um, you just got to really describe them in the most boring way. And sometimes you just have to pick the top two, top bottom. But that that's rare. Um, and actually, sometimes there is. They'll give you two things that you think there should be a correlation between, and there is no correlation, and yeah. that's actually the point. Uh, sometimes. But those ones are okay. It's just the ones that are just kind of boring and with nothing in them. But overall, I mean, ninety percent of them, there's some kind of there's some kind of pattern there if you can okay. see it. So if you look at enough of them, yeah, and look at and look at the you know the sample answers by Simon and some good some good ones on the internet, you'll yeah. start to learn how to read them, and then you know they just get easier. With time, you should be able to do a running task one in twenty minutes quickly oh, and do sure. it first. Yeah, um, yeah, and ta- with three or four minutes to really work out what's going on. Yeah. Totally. And, like, yeah. Don't, and don't approach it just like, oh, this is a pie graph, this is a, a bar graph. Work out what's going on because it's, you know, pie graphs can be changed through time. Um, tables can be can be changed through time sometimes. Yeah. With static comparison. And, and when it's comparing two different kinds of numbers, don't compare apples and oranges. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, Yeah, it just, guys, this all comes back to you just need to give it some thought. A bit you of common sense, to, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I think maybe experiment with um, like having, seeing seeing how often you could write an overview or, or an overall trend well, just, just with that, the word while. What, like, what, is the, what is actually being counted? That's what I asked them. What do the numbers represent? Nice. That's the, the because... That becomes your gr- your grammatical subject in most of your sentences, yeah. right? And if you don't know what it is, then you, right. you actually write a whole task without actually referring to what you're actually talking about. Like, that happens so often. <laughs> that happens all the time. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> okay, guys. So you have learned today how important task one is and how necessary that, guys, if you are aiming for that magical, glorious, um, glittery seven, you need to understand <laughs> task one also. So don't ignore it. Um, don't guys- underestimate the one. <laughs> <laughs> The one and only, the one and only task one. Um, Okay. Well, Daniel, I would love to have you on as a guest again in the future. So, you know, if you, if anything IELTS related occurs to you and you're like, I really want to talk to thousands of people about it, um, then you're always welcome on IELTS Energy. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jess. (laughs) My pleasure. All right, Daniel. Have a good day. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.